today I'm going to talk about um, a situation that happened for me about two weeks ago. I, or almost two weeks ago, I, um, I have been dealing with neurosurgery, not feeling like they're not working with me. They're, I have complexities. My body is very complex and, um, I have had so many abdominal surgeries that I cannot lay on my stomach. I was told from my mesh, the surgeon who placed my mesh to not lay on my stomach because it will do more harm than good. And I went against that and laid on my stomach for an LP, which is not normal. Do not lay on, a stom on your stomach for an LP. There is only one reason you would lay on your stomach for an LP. And that is because of a certain type of uh, radiation they use to make sure they get in the first try. However, there are other ways they can do an LP. Believe me, I've had multiple. Um, anyways, so they, <clears throat> they had me lay in my stomach for one, which I was completely uncomfortable, in a lot of pain. Um, I woke, like I was in tears when I got up back to the recovery room. Um, I, because of it, one of my scars from my hernia mesh placement did open up, which is one of the reasons he had told me not to lay on my stomach. But I needed some fluid taken off, so I just decided, okay, fine. I'll do it this one time. I called after that, talked with a PA, told them that I could not lay in my stomach anymore. And I needed her to note that in my chart. She would not note it in my chart. Or she said she wouldn't. She didn't do that. Um, I went in for an LP and I refused to lay in my stomach. And they sent me home without doing a lumbar puncture. Um, they said that I have very limited options and that I needed to see Dr. Kiefer in the office, which is my neurosurgeon. Um, he is a good neurosurgeon. I am not against him. He is a good neurosurgeon. So that is not what this is about. This is about something else. Um, but he did tell me I had very limited options. However, when I scheduled the appointment with him, I actually ended up seeing a PA that I told them to put in my chart that I never, ever wanted to see again. I never wanted to be in the same room as her again because she was very de... Uh, I don't want to say demoting. I can't really think of the word. Like, she just put me down. She pretty much made me feel like I didn't matter and that I was stupid, even though I know for a fact I'm not stupid. Um... So I got there and that's who they had, that's who I had the, um, appointment with. And she came in and immediately my, I just got so frustrated. Like my face probably turned beet red. I was so upset. Um, and I kind of just tried to tune her out. And then I was like, you know what? Don't tune her out. Advocate. So I did. And she went and she talked to doctor, the doctor, 
And after she had said, well, I know you don't care for me personally, but um, just so you know, the other PA is like, I'm the point. And I know for a fact that the doctor is the point, not her. So I was kind of at a point where I was like, this is not going well. She's like, I'm going to go talk to the doctor and I'll be back. I said, okay. She came in and she said, either you lay on your stomach for an LP or you can choose to take your care elsewhere. I said, well, since that's the second time, his team has said that. I'm done. I'm done. Because I deserve better than that. There are a lot of patients who would have just gone against another surgeon's um, advice and laid on their stomach and done exactly, they would have continued to do that. Me? I won't. I have had too many surgeries for me to do that. And, you know, um, they told me that he was very particular. And I said, that's okay. He wouldn't want me to go against his recommendations now would he for a different doctor pretty sure that he would not so in all reality they were not respecting me nor my doctor's recommendation and that in particular is something that I really struggle with I hate when people do that disrespect is one of my biggest pet peeves probably lying and disrespect biggest pet peeves and I have been trying really hard to advocate and 19 years ago I wouldn't have just said fine I'll find another neurosurgeon I would not have done that 19 years ago when I was first going through diagnosis I have learned over the last 19 years to sorry 18 years to you know, go and um, learn to advocate appropriately. Learn to advocate where it works. And that is exactly that is exactly one of the reasons that I'm doing this is because I want to help others know that they can advocate. And it's okay. It's okay to tell a doctor, hey, this is really what I feel like. This is what's going on. I don't think you see the whole picture. And just kind of tell them exactly what you feel. Exactly what you think. And you can say, hey, in the past, this has worked. This hasn't. So please just, is there a way we can do what works? You have every right as a patient to do that. And that, that's just, you have every right. And I hope that at some point, if you're not able to advocate now, that you're able to get into a position where you feel comfortable advocating so that you get the care that you need and you don't feel so alone. Um, so, yeah, I'm in the process of finding another neurosurgeon. And since my move, that is now the second doctor who has given up on me. However, before I moved, I had like over 10 doctors that gave up on me. 
nine in one particular field, let alone other fields. So it still hurts. It still hurts to have a doctor give up on me. That's pretty much what he said. I'm not willing to work with you, so give up. So I'm just do whatever you want. I'm not going to take care of you pretty much. And I don't know if 100% if that's really considered um, giving up on me. But in my mind, it was giving up on me. It was not working with me and my complexities that he knew I had from the very first appointment I had with him. And he said he would work with me. So don't, it's lying pretty much. It's backstepping. And that I will not take from a doctor. It was the second time they told me I could take my care elsewhere. I will let a doctor say that once and give them another try, chance. Second time they say it, I'm done. I will walk out of there and never turn back because I am not going to allow myself to be treated that way anymore. I was abused in more way, in pretty much every way possible growing up. And now that I've come to take back my life, I've come to take control of my life, come to the point where I know what I need and I try to do the right thing. I try to do the positive thing. I am trying to work through trauma therapy. I am trying to do all of that. And I'm finally starting to know, I guess, what, realize what I truly deserve, what every human being deserves. And um, so, yeah, I'm not going to take that. I will give them one chance. If they say it, I'll give them one chance. Say it twice, I'm done. So don't feel bad for standing up for yourself. Because there are some providers and stuff that will make you feel like you are a horrible person for standing up for yourself. I can personally testify to that. That's happened to me. Don't believe it. You are worth fighting for, even though I still struggle to believe that myself. I'm working on that. Doctors will give up on their patients. Certain doctors. Doctors mostly who are in it for the money. To be honest, it's my opinion. That is not a fact. That is an opinion. Um, so, yes, advocating is very important. And sometimes advocating means moving on to a different provider. Getting a referral to a different system, hospital system. Sometimes that's what that means. So, I... Uh, I think that's about where I'm going to stop today, but you're not alone and advocating is very important for your care. <laughs>